Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode number 48 of the Audible Farm Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is my favorite coffee. I'll tell you one reason why it's my favorite, because it's located right here in Iowa. I'll tell you another reason why it's my favorite. Um, it's probably the best coffee ever. It's the freshest. I'll tell you another reason why it's my favorite, because they sponsor the podcast and they help me get it out to you guys. So I really appreciate them for doing that. And one of the other things they like is they like the local music. And since you're listening to the podcast and since Couchtown Coffee is that awesome, they've brought you a promo code this week. And if you enter it this week, it will save you 20% on your order. And this week's promo code will work from the 15th through the 21st and that's uh, August 15th through August 21st and uh, that's how long it lasts so don't snooze on this one because uh, it's only going to last a week so this week's promo code to save you 20% on your order is regional and why is this week's promo code regional because I am interviewing the guy who interviews everybody on the Regional Rock Hour. That's right. If you uh, live in northern Iowa and you've heard of the Regional Rock Hour, uh, bless you, because it's an amazing show. It's on the radio. It's on 92.1 uh, out of Fort Dodge, Iowa. It's uh, on Friday nights. Mason is the DJ that hosts it, and uh, he just talks to a whole bunch of musicians from around the area and and some shows they have coming up and just whatever he's got going on and he doesn't you know he does a lot of interviews too i found out with uh you know other people too and he's got uh we talk about that in the upcoming podcast but one thing is i definitely got to tip a cap to mason because this is uh i say it like first and foremost in the interview i do did with him that uh it was kind of one of the one of the things that was an inspiration for me to start my podcast was doing him doing what he's doing and, uh, you know, I look up to him and it's a, it's a great deal. So I, I'm glad I could sit down with him and have a nice long form conversation with him about uh, what kind of led him up to being the regional rock hour guy and uh, being a radio DJ and, and some of the things that go along with that. I also gave him a taste of what it's like to not have the FCC breathing down your neck. So uh, I was super happy to have Mason come and join me for the podcast. Let's, let's quit talking about it and let's get into the podcast. This is episode number 48 with Mason. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. <laughs> oh man, all right, we'll set it up now. Uh, sitting down talking with Mason. That's uh, Mason on air, I guess, if you're going to look for him on Facebook. But you are the DJ man, you're the ones and twos, the guy responsible for the regional rock hour. Yeah. That's correct, right? Yep, absolutely. So is that your brainchild? Yeah, I think so. I might have stole the idea from someone, Hey, don't, uh, but I, I don't quite remember doing it. Before we get too far into this, I stole this idea from you. So like, don't don't be like, I okay. stole it, you know, because like, this is literally, if nothing else, a giant homage to what you're doing on, on a well, radio. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's... Uh, People might not know what it is. What is the Regional Rock Hour, man? I play bands from around the area, um, sometimes stretching out, you know, across the country. I think there's been a couple times even internationally. Oh, cool. Uh, just lesser known bands that 
uh, are more on like the regional level, uh, like touring wise or, you know, if they're like from Fort Dodge, that's an easy sell because it's yep. local. Yep. Um, just bought anything Iowa, yep. you know, really easy. Uh, anywhere, I mean, if they're coming around here and they're on that kind of more independent level, if they're not going to get the reach from a normal radio station, that's yeah. usually the type of bands I chose. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really cool. Cause, uh, as far as like my personal experience with it goes, uh, I'd listened to it a handful of times and I was just like, I joined three finger Betty a couple of years back and I was like, Hey, it might be worth it to bug Mason, you know, like go up, you know, we don't have to like necessarily drive up here to do an interview. You do a pretty good job with phone interviews and things like that. Cause you've got a decent amount of technology to help you out with that. So that's kind of a benef- beneficial thing for you, but you do in-studio interviews. As much as I can. I, I prefer them to be in-studio face-to-face. Yeah, uh, that's, there's a reason I've only done two remote interviews on my podcast. It's difficult, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is, especially when you get multiple people. Oh, god! Because then you don't know who you're talking to, and you have to, like, remember... <laughs> You have to remember voices on top of names, and yeah. they're usually people you haven't even met in person before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it really hard. Oh, gosh. I could just imagine, uh, unless the two voices, you got like one guy that's like gravelly, and then you got another guy that kind of talks like a higher pitch or something. You know, like That'd be yeah. the only way you could be able to tell them apart, but everybody sounds pretty much the same over the phone if you haven't met them, you know? Yeah. So, oh, man, that'd be really difficult. Uh, like, at least when I do mine, I do it like a kind of Skype style for the most part. Uh, I can at least see the people that I'm talking to. Uh, it helps a little bit, but I uh, snagging the audio from all the, like having all of these things I can use for audio is kind of difficult for me as compared to I don't want to say you have limitations set, but you've got like all the hardware and software kind of provided to you. It's not like you got to go hunt down and guess and check and try different styles out and see what works. Well, I had to kind of do that to begin with. Uh, you know, we have we use Adobe Audition, which is a pretty standard, pretty uh-huh. standard program for recording. And it's hooked up through our phone lines through the board. So, oh, cool. I mean, that's that's easy. So, like, I can see the wave files as they're coming through. Like, I can adjust levels. Nice. Like, really simply. Um, but then again, it's, you know, also, you lose the quality over the phone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's definitely easier to do in person. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, I've got a little mini studio at my place that I like to bring people to just like you said it's so much easier i've got everything set up there where i can see all the levels adjust everything on the fly etc whereas uh this we're doing uh i i don't know what i want to call these like a traveling interview i just bring like a portable recorder i still got like something i can check levels in front of me and adjust them if i want to but it's not like i've got ones and twos i can tweak there's not a nice digital interface i can look at too it's it's not as easy as it you know it yeah. looks. Well, but I mean, it also cuts down on you know like that type of thing. Uh, what the zoom is, what uh, I have, I have like a smaller version of it that's yep. not quite as intricate. Uh huh. Um, probably a little cheaper. Yep. Um, works really well for like it gets really good audio quality. Yeah. I would say better than the phone line. Oh yeah. But again, it's you have to be face to face, and yep. it makes it a lot harder. Yeah, it does make it difficult, and I mean. I've, I've put these things up to the test. I've taken them up with me, like, in cars and things like that. I recently did an interview with uh, Vince Benishek, and we just, like, did most of, like, 95% of the interview was in a car. And it sounded pretty good. Like, you didn't pick up too much road noise if you adjust it correctly. But that still comes down to, like, the manipulation of the digital stuff after the fact, like, post-production of audio. It's, it's not something I'm a professional at. Did you go to school for this? Yeah. Uh, I graduated from Iowa Central uh, in the broadcasting program. 2016 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went right after high school in 2001. Um, flunked out, you know, just goofed around too much, and then decided to go back as a as a more grown up. And yeah, you know, um, went through it. Did a spent three years at a two year. At a two-year school, yeah. basically. yeah. Uh, you know what? That parallels my story quite a bit. Like, I went back right out of high school, just kind of farted around and didn't really... I guess my problem was I just didn't care, I guess. I didn't know what the deal was. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't give a shit my first go-around. Yeah, I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't yeah. even, didn't finish it. Probably should have at least finished it, but... I would I would show up. I'd do my on-air shifts on 88 won the point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, it was I was like the first one to get a show myself like when I started yep. because I you know I'm like all right this is what I want to do um had a decent voice for it yeah. so it was just go ahead you know I dove right in and I would show up for every air shift it came to class time and it's ah, I'll, I'll learn it on air you yeah know, like, <laughs> yeah there was a lot of stuff I could have learned and I just you know I didn't I yeah just, yeah I I so you went for a ra- like radio production both times then? Yeah, yep. Oh, cool. Yep. So like mine, when I was in high school, I went for, uh, I was doing classes in high school while I was in high school, or college classes while I was in, still in high school. I was going to do computer networking, and then I was just like, meh, I don't really want to do this. So I did like web design when I went to college, and then I was like, meh, I don't really want to do this either. <laughs> you know, so I've, I've put my finger in a lot of pies, and I haven't really like made all the right choices. But, you know, that accounting degree, you and I recently talked uh, on one of your shows uh, the regional rock hour, uh, about me going back to school and, and doing stuff there. And I, I just finished school too. So like our stories are, are pretty close to the same, you know? Yeah. D- did you try and do any radio stuff out of college, even though you didn't graduate? Uh, no, no, no. I, I did an internship with, it would be mix 94.5 and KWMT, which now is under the same blanket of 92.1 and like Every station in Fort Dodge is under, like, there's seven stations under one corporate umbrella. Yeah. And this was, they were Clear Channel, so it was a different company back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember That had the two, and it was the... The studio right off the the highway 169. Yeah, and, now I remember. Yeah, had, had the big radio tower that yep. like fell down the one time. Yeah, it actually, and that was when I was working. So they're like, you know what? Well, we can put you on overnights. But I was doing mix 94.5, and I wasn't. I wasn't feeling that as much as I was 88, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, it fit my personality more to be doing the uh, alternative and alternative rock. It was a lot heavier than, like, say it is now. It was more more geared towards rock. But. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question then. So, like, that kind of – you you liked your 88 won the point because that's like a college rock station. Like you said, it's kind of like alt rock or a little bit heavier stuff and stuff like that. But then you end up uh, going towards – I don't know what you wouldn't want to call ninety four five, but it was pretty much just like anything from pop to like R and B, like. Uh, yeah, back then, back then though, it was also a lot of like it was also like kind of classic rock too. It okay. Was, like their tagline was uh, the best of the eighties, nineties, seventies, and today. And today, I remember that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, my in, my first internship, we uh, like you know I go out on like remote broadcasts with them. Okay. Um, I would just uh, voice track overnight shows from like midnight to six, which would, uh, you know, pre-record okay. instead of actually being in the studio for the six hours. Yep. Yep. Um, and then there was a promotion they had going on where they took two limos to Ames to see the Eagles. Oh, cool. So it's like 
I mean, you're not going to hear the Eagles on mix now, but like back then, even though they were doing like the modern stuff, like yep. you had you had multiple stations that were about the same thing though too, since yeah. they weren't owned by the same company. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, even in the same town that is. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's kind of one of those stations where you can just like turn it on in the lobby of an office, and it's non-offensive to anybody. Yeah. And it plays something that everybody likes. You yeah. Know? It's kind of one of those stations. Yeah. Uh, do you think that was kind of one like you? kind of alluded a little bit to it but do you think that's like one of the things you just didn't like the taste of music it just didn't fit your style or your personality to be there and try and promote this music or what exactly yeah yeah i mean i i think that was it that and you know again it kind of went back to like the classes like if it didn't like i mean if something didn't completely jump out and grab me like i didn't really care about it yeah yeah and it's you get a little older and you realize well maybe i do actually have to care about some stuff if you know, like I'm gonna be a, a fucking grown up. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I, totally. Uh, I, I'm sure you and I are close to the same age, thirty uh, ish. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, upper thirties. Upper thirties. All right. Yeah. I just had a birthday. I'm somewhere in that lower thirties. So we're like, we're not too far off the same page here as far as being like generationally different. And I feel like I'm going through a lot of the same stuff that that you did. Maybe even like at the same time, yeah, same time in life that you did. Because it's right about the time I hit thirty, I started just like. I don't want to say caring more about a lot of things, but it was like I, I was more willing to try at something I didn't care so much about, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, whether it be going back to school or like I had all but given up on playing music and I just like started picking it back up again. And I was like, well, this is, this is going to z- draw me zero benefit at all, pretty much. You know, it's not going to be for monetary gain. It's not going to be for fame or fortune or for ladies or anything like that because it's, it's laughable when you're 30 years old playing, playing music t- to some extent, I guess. But it was one of those things where, like, I, I got to try and do this. And then, then once you do it and you get good at it, you care about it, and it starts to become part of your personality. And it's, it's hard, to, hard to lose that once you gain that back, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was I was early 30s. I was working a job. I was making decent money um, as a kitchen manager. And, uh, you know, my wife was making good money, too. And it was just um, – I got burnt out on it. I just – I started to fucking hate it, you know. And I'm like, all right, well, like kind of – attitude started to show you know and they're like well like okay you know we can't have we can't have you being a prick to everybody like let me go and yeah and then i was like all right well now what do i do Mm -hmm. and i remembered that and i'm like well even if you know like i decide not to go back into radio at least i got a piece of paper that will show another employer that i i care about yeah you know you have the ability to to complete a project from start to finish yeah whether it take you know, one class or, or yeah. two, three years worth of classes. Yeah, which, know? and I mean, most most of the people that get radio degrees uh, don't actually stay in radio because um, the jobs are limited and the money isn't that great. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it having the piece of paper looks really good. Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, that's kind of one of those things, too. Like, I, I don't know what it was about my job, but it was grinding on me. Like you said, it just kind of burned me out, and I ended up just souring off to the whole idea of of going to work every day and it wasn't a good way to go about life and it wasn't a good way to let anybody else see me in that light you know and oh yeah i had a few people talk to me about it and that was when it was just like gotta do a life change you know man and whether whether it was small or big i had to do something so i was just like well back to school i guess you know yeah it you know could be worse could be better it's uh for what it is it's, it's pretty awesome like congratulations to you first off for doing that it's it's a huge weight to be lifted off your shoulders it's a nice accomplishment to have too oh yeah no i got it well and i gotta give a shout to the guy that fired me and really gave me that push <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean to this to this day you know i mean he's like we're you know we're 
really cool now, but that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. That's another thing about growing up is you can have a disagreement with somebody and still get along with them. Um, yeah. you, you cruise social media and it doesn't seem like it's that way, but you know, as, oh, as you go out, you go out into public though, and you just interact with people and you're like, why is everybody so civil here? And then not civil on the internet. Um, uh, well that, and I'll tell you, that was a, that was another major change when I switched careers was because, you know, working, working a regular job in a kitchen, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm in the back, nobody sees me, yep. whatever I post on social media is, is whatever. And yep. it's, it's never really like, I mean, I don't take, uh, I don't take a hardcore stance left or right. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's absurdity in all of it. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, there's so much gray area that I never really go black or white, but yep. I mean, like, i I've, I've had the tendency to say just, offensive shit to be offensive uh yeah totally you know and so like it was kind of all right i gotta kind of tone this down a yeah, notch yep. watching that yep. but you know and i had i had that kind of a job i worked a food service job where it was more like public i was i was uh in the public eye quite a bit uh small town so the things you said online kind of you know people would see and blow them out of proportion so they ended up trying to help uh, truncate our social media presence the best they could by saying just like, just don't mention us or anything about this place and you'll be good to go. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. it's like, all right, that sounds good, you know, because everybody's got to have an opinion. And it it's kind of does suck when you're like in the public eye and you don't want to let your opinion out. Because I will have to say, like, since I started this podcast, my social media has pretty much been uh, the most boring thing in the world because I don't want to let my opinions out. <laughs> and when I do it, it usually seems to cheese off somebody so bad that I just delete the post within a day. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, happened, uh, it's happened once. But uh, it's just the way that it works. You know, I just hate, I hate having that little bit of extra obligation to keep your – everything is, like, pretty and nice and neat and tucked in corners. Plus, it's the Internet, and everyone's going to blow everything out of proportion anyways, even if you're – like you said, even if you are making a joke. Yeah, see, sarcasm, sarcasm doesn't translate that well in text. No, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like uh, – I mean, let's just say for an example, like, if you're just like, what are you doing today? And then you were just like, hey, fuck you or whatever, like on a text message, I'd just be like, am I supposed to be offended? I don't know this guy very well, you know? And yeah. And he's, you know, it's like, you could just be like, well, we talked about this earlier or whatever, you know, like it could be something like that, even as simple as a text message. But then when you blow it up into like somebody trying to rebuke somebody's opinion online, it's kind of gets a little asinine, I guess, you know, you can't really state a factor an opinion or people are stating their opinions as facts and and trying to use like that as their that's whatever we, we're not a we're not a social commentary podcast i don't know how we got on this topic i i don't either all you, right you normally do musicians i do right? yeah. yeah well it's, you know and that's one reasons i wanted to talk to you is because you have so much involvement with the music scene locally uh throughout the state and, and like you said even further with uh the regional rock hour it's such a great thing to have around here I've I've steered a lot of people your direction to to contact you, whether it be John from Three Finger Betty, or whether it be the guys from TV Cop. You know, you oh, talked yeah. to them, and then they came up here and played a show. Uh, let's see, I think they played with Americature. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and that's another thing is like I've gotten to know so many people around the area just from your show. So that way, when I actually go out and see them live, it's I'm not quite as big of a stranger to them. I've got a little bit of something to lean on. I can at least go up to them and be like, oh, I heard you on the radio heard you say this or something. So I got an in. Yeah. Uh, and that's important to me because I, I don't know why I feel so awkward going out and talking to people in public, but uh, no, I do. I still, I still struggle with the same thing. I mean, like I'll, I'll interview somebody, uh, you know, um, like over the phone, uh, like last month it was, um, uh, mess, the guy from Messer. 
Okay. You know, and then it's like, it's still like going up to him after and like, hey, uh, uh, I'm, I'm the guy from the radio, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, meeting new people is always just kind of fucking awkward anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it does help having that. And that's, I mean, that'll help build, you know, relationships and shit when you got something to base it off of. Yeah, exactly. And that's like one of the reasons I started doing this because it was like, I have a hard time interacting with people at shows, and sometimes I want to talk to them. And this was like, A, a good excuse to talk to somebody, and then B, a good excuse for anybody else listening to bother this person about something they heard on here, you know? So oh, yeah. Whether it be on social media, at their next show, because I always try and post links and stuff to everything everybody's got going on. So, you know, and, and are you, you are a musician. We have talked about this. You, don't, you said you don't play any, any instruments. Though. No, I, I sing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, me, and, me and my buddy Joel Hamlow uh, have a group called the Hamson Devils. Yeah. Uh, we're, on a, we're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but, I mean, we've, we've only played like a handful of gigs, but uh, like the last, last go around, we were working on uh, more original material. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, uh, started as some covers kind of just an acoustic you know uh prefer to play the short sets we're not exactly good in long bursts yeah but yeah uh, you know. i totally get that i i'm in a punk band that's uh i mean we could play two hours if we want to but if you want us to play a half an hour we will blow the roof off the joint yeah. you know it's one yeah. of those type of deals so yeah it's a little little more punch when it's when it's shorter yep. in my opinion you know um like a 40 45 minute but i mean shit we'll plan like we'll plan about half hour 25 minutes of music and it'll end up being fucking 40 minutes anyway you know uh-huh. just kind of we'll get and go off go off on tangents or whatever yep. throw in something extra but that's been a long time it's it's been a while since we played last show we played was uh night before thanksgiving we opened up for brutal republic yeah, I was actually going to mention something about that. So you said Handsome Devils, and that made me think instantly. Wasn't there something with you and Brutal Republic and like a faux rivalry you had oh, started yeah. online? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's recap that because it's it's in my mind, but it's gray. I want to. <laughs> well, um, I I think it it started with some flyers. It started with some flyers because uh, they didn't put our name on the flyers, and okay. they, were, they were posted up around town. So like. Uh, we we took a couple markers, you know. We'd take markers, uh-huh. we'd cross out "Brutal Republic," and we'd write "Hams and Devils." <laughs> and then, and then once Ober got wind of that, he's like, "All right, all right, it's on, it's on." And he, uh, yeah, he kind of, yeah, he wanted to do like a like an old school WWF style feud, and so that's how we started promoting it on air. Um, you know, like because regional rock hour, brutal. Brutal's pretty heavy featured yes. on the Regional Rock Hour. Justifiably so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean that was that was a big part of it. And I'd bring Joel in, but on air I never mentioned that I was in the band. Uh-huh. It's actually kind of something to do with uh like I don't know if like legally it just made more sense not to because uh like self-promoting like that too. yeah that conflict of interest yeah Your advertisers might be like is he just using this to prom-? yeah i totally get you i yeah. get you yeah. yeah which i mean i like i mean the the sponsor i have for the show i really don't think she would give a shit but yeah you know yep yep um yeah crave tattoo now used to be patty's pub but it was always uh gina bachelor owner of both businesses yeah i've fucking phenomenal person absolutely love her yeah um yeah dude I got to tell my quick story about that. I told you about this last time I was here talking to you in the studio and it was, uh, I've, I've met her once 
and it was at a show she had put on. Uh, she had, she had done a show, at, sponsored a show at uh, the Eagles Club upstairs. Oh yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I'll go to this thing or whatever. And I pull up in the driveway, and somebody's there, and they've got like just boxes of shit in their car, and they're like, hey, help me haul this upstairs. And I'm just like, no, like I don't know you any more than the man in the moon. I ain't help you. And she's <laughs> like, just help me. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Go upstairs. She pays my way in, and it was <laughs> yeah. Gina, and I was just like, oh god, yeah. like this lady's the coolest. She could have just like been like fine go fuck yourself or whatever but oh, she, yeah. yeah but she was totally cool about it even though i was like short with her and i've i uh, i've only talked to her one other time and that's when i played down there uh with three finger betty and i was just like there this is i wanted to tell her about it but i was still kind of embarrassed like hey you don't remember this but this happened like three years ago <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's totally cool man yeah yeah you know yeah she's uh a, yeah she's been a huge supporter since the start of the regional rock hour yeah yeah so how did uh all that uh, nonsense with you guys doing the WWE type feud kind of shake down. Did you said you mentioned it on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like uh, Joel and Joel and Jeremy would kind of go on air. And, you know, like they were kind of bickering back and forth <laughs> and all this. You know, and like I don't. Know, it wasn't that fair for Joel because I was kind of like I was kind of taking their side, even though like I was on his. Yep. But I mean, it just kind of played into the whole angle of it. And, yep. Um, you know, yeah, it was total fuck around and then mm-hmm. and then when we went up there and actually played the show uh a lot of it was i mean like opened it up with hi we're a brutal republic cover band you know like just <laughs> dicking around and, like we'd we'd rip on them and uh i was i one thing i told Obra, i was like yeah hey, you know you should change your name to dodge podge because who the fuck knows who's playing in your band this week and, you know and, <laughs> dude, dodge podge yeah he had He'd just gone through like a couple like couple changes. I think uh, he had just figured out the current lineup. Like he had just, I think he had just gotten Vino at that point yep. or something, and uh, another guy had left. Uh, so yeah, it was just some good, good old, good old ribbon. Dude, that's know? so fun. That's awesome that you guys can actually do that and uh, and not take it the wrong way either. You know, have a close enough knit group of people around the Fort Dodge area to know that, like, even me listening or seeing it online, I knew it was a joke. Yeah. So it's like one of those types of deals where it's nobody's taking this the wrong way. Nobody's going to get accidentally offended on someone else's behalf. Yeah. You know, so that's that's totally cool. Like, uh, I've tried to recreate something like that, uh, like with Three Finger Betty and the Shit Kickers. We played a lot of shows together. We share a guitarist, and uh, he writes a lot of the songs for both bands. It's John, the guy you talked to from Three Finger Betty. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, let's just start smack talking each other for no reason. So, like, if we're on the same bill, it's just like, hey, we're going to be here. And so are these other two awesome bands. And also the shit kickers, so you can pee during that if you want to. You know, and like <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And then absolutely. the sh- yeah. shit kickers will be like, just screw you guys. You know, and they'll just comment on it. And I don't know who thinks it's a joke or if anybody notices or whatever. But it's it's something fun to keep us entertained. And I don't know. I've, I always love those kind of, like, faux rivalries to gain... Uh, sort of popularity for something that's going on, whether or not it be a show or just either two bands or, or whatever. It just adds an extra dynamic to the show that other people might not yeah. add to just, you know, just putting a flyer up. Yeah. That's another one, putting a flyer up. Like, uh, when was the last time you hung a flyer? Uh, I I don't, I personally, no, I've never done it. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never been the, I've never been, like, on the street team or, mm-hmm. um, I'd, I, I do a lot of yeah most most of my promoting is just done on air mm-hmm. you know and uh, social media I'll share that stuff but yep as far as going out and actually putting up flyers places like 
it's been it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a few years. You know, I was I have this conversation with some people privately, I guess, but it's I always think that like, is the flyer game dead? Is it you know, is it something that should go away and you're just wasting your time and money going to all these places? But what? but at the same time, like, it's, I mean, if it's free, you know, if it's free advertisement, you know, um, I mean, you can usually get a bunch printed pretty cheap. Uh, a lot of bands are so DIY, they have their own person that can do the, you know, can actually design the flyer. And, yep. You know, um, that's, I mean, so long as you're not paying somebody to do that shit for you, if, you know, you can get a good price on printing, yep. you know, then it's, I mean, an extra flyer hanging, you know, at the grocery stores. I mean, people see it, you know. I'm sure it's hard for like the shit kickers to really yeah. put one up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, but just nail it to a tree in downtown Des Moines and hope somebody sees it. Or yeah, you know, that's another thing. You go to bigger cities. Where where am I going to hang this flyer that people are going to yeah. walk? Like music shop, maybe. Like well, no, like you said though too. I mean, like light posts. You see shit up on light posts and um, yep. yeah, it, and it's a lot. The music scene's so much different in a in an actual city instead of yeah a town like this. You, you know? know, yeah. Um, I go to as much local shit as I can. Mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot of it that, you know, necessarily uh, is in my personal music taste. Yeah. You know, I totally, um, I totally agree. Uh, Jay Clyde band. Phenomenal. Yeah. Just went phenomenal a few band. weeks ago. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll see them every now and then, but like, I don't, you know, I don't really listen to country, yeah. you know, not like the country rock is, I mean, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I prefer to see like, just live metal or punk you know yeah well let's put it this way though too like as for if somebody was just to like here put these headphones on it's got country rock you'd be like meh but if you saw it live you'd be like yes yeah, it's way better oh, than yeah. just listening to it on yeah. the headphones so that it lends itself to that that musical appreciation just going and seeing it live though too so that's that's one thing i've, I've always pointed at jay clyde band for that because it's not my favorite kind of music but i i love seeing those guys oh, live yeah. they're so good yeah well and then it i mean like Seeing them live too makes you appreciate their recordings more, which their their latest recording is really good. Oh uh, yeah, I mean like just really high quality. Yeah, yeah. Songwriting is top yeah. notch. Yeah, dude, like, it's on point. Yeah, like, I can't believe how good some of the songs those guys are writing are. And, you know, oh, it's yeah. like one of those deals where I don't care if you play some covers and fold in some originals. Like, uh, you ask Joe Schmo sitting out here, they probably wouldn't even know that that was not written by the eagles or whatever you know like whoever oh, yeah. it be you know so yeah. i i love that aspect of going to see like the quote cover bands because they're throwing in originals and sometimes you don't even notice you yeah know? you know jay clyde band's definitely good at that like they've got songs that i've uh either showed people i work with or like people i know that like country and it's like you got to check this out because these people are writing songs like this and they're out of like manson you know like it's yeah like, it's like the middle of nowhere Which, and these people are just killing it it's fucking crazy how much talent has actually come out of just manson yeah you know, between yeah. like them and uh the dudes from 22 salute yep. and uh uh you know the other guys from riddled with class which you know the Merritt yep. brothers are yep, in yep. both yep uh but yeah i mean nick and levi both you know very very good musicians as yeah, well dude. it's insane i can't you know and that just i can't believe that like over the past couple of years i don't know if it's uh me paying more attention to your show and kind of getting used to who's around here and who's playing or finally interacting with people or what it is but i feel like it's blown up around here in the last like two three years maybe yeah it kind of it kind of seems like it um and that was i mean a big part of why i started the show was because there wasn't anything like it here yeah exactly you know like and it it really it 
it shocked me um, that there wasn't. I mean, you know, like even when we had 105.1 in Ames, mm-hmm. you know, like they did like, you know, Sunday night or whatever. Yeah, I think they called it the garage band. Yes. It was something like yeah, that. Some, or a, the vibrator or something. Yeah. They had, they had a different then, name for something and then, like that. And then one station had like Iowa unsigned. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, like, so there's been other shit, but like since regional rock hour started, um, even rock 108, like they kind of, uh, like, I don't know if they took the idea from me, but it was after I started the regional rock hour, mm-hmm. they started doing a Sunday night show where it's, you know, two hours of, oh, cool. you know, like, uh, you know, like from the garage or whatever. Yep. That's you awesome. Know? So it's like, I mean, even, you know, it, it probably wasn't me, but, um, I mean, just the fact that, you know, like getting that started and then getting more shows like that out there, yeah. you know, and like same with your podcast, you yeah. know, like just so long as people are being exposed to it more. Exactly. You know? Um, with the internet, I mean, it's, there's so much, so much shit to sift through, yeah. you know, it's kind of nice having that filter, you know, like coming exactly. through and like, okay, so here's hearing, you know, like about the bands, you know. And a lot of them don't necessarily have like that strong social media presence either, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Um, which, you know, everybody think, oh, everybody's got a Facebook. It's easy. I mean, you'll know. Um, running a personal Facebook page is a lot fucking different than running like a business page yeah. or like a show page. Totally, or something. dude. Because you don't get nearly the fucking reach you do unless you're actually paying Facebook exactly to get out there more. Yeah. You know, I've I've noticed that with my my facebook page for audible farm depending on when i share during the day or who's tagged in what or like certain keywords that i use yeah. sometimes the exposure is 20 people and sometimes it's 200 and yeah. i don't i don't pay for anything so it's kind of weird how that works if but. if you don't yeah like it seems like too though i mean like if you can overdo it on like the tagging people and stuff because yep. i've noticed that like you know like okay like you know regional rock hour sponsored by crave tattoo you know like check out this band this band this band you know, and I'll, I'll tag all of them and then, yeah, it'll be like five people reached, Yep. you know, like, it's, yep. and, uh, notifications like sometimes don't even come up like, um, when you're like, like say I'll get tagged in something mm-hmm. like there's times where, you know, since it's a business page or whatever, notifications won't even come to me about it, Yep. which I mean, it's, it's all just how it's built you know i mean they're they're there to make money too so yeah you know you're 100 percent right though it's it seems like the easiest thing in the world to set up like a facebook page or whatever and just run it and have it be great and professional looking but it's not that simple no no i mean you have to actually like curate what you're going to put on there like you said you can't just be posting nonsense all the time but oh my god i can't even believe i'm going to talk about this uh Three Finger Betty had a post that where they were just like, something, something, Justin Bieber sucks or whatever. You know, just some random meme that we had shared. All right. And like 600 and some people reached, got shared like four times. And it's like, this is the most popular post we've had this month was just like some random meme about yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Okay. Like, but like we're promoting a show and it's like 20 people saw it. Like, I don't know if that's, that's any better, but that comes back down to flyers. If I'm going to promote a show on Facebook and only 20 people see it, maybe I want to slap a flyer at the Casey's in town or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, At least people will walk past it. Yeah. Anywhere, anywhere you can do that, you know? And, uh, I mean, doing the, like making the events, making the events on Facebook can help sometimes. I think, you know, like. For actual events like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and inviting your friends and, 
you know, encouraging others. I mean, having having the fans and uh, your own personal friends get behind what you're doing helps yep. out a, yeah, it does. a fucking lot, too. Dude, it does. But, you know, that's what we were kind of talking about, though. Like, if you have 48 flyers hanging up and you're just like, which one do I look at? I don't really care. But, like, if I go on my phone right now, there's, like, 27 events that I'm invited to that I haven't even responded to. If I see how many events are coming up next week, it's, like, 30 of them. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, I, mine's so full that I just kind of cast a lot of that aside. And I'm assuming that's what everybody else does. Um, occasionally it'll be like Friday night and I'll be like, what's going on this weekend? I'm not leaving town. Who's playing what? And I'll, you know, that's when I was just like, oh, uh, you know, like Jay Clyde Bland's playing in Lakeview. You know, maybe I'll just go check them out. It's only like an hour drive. And I drove down there to go check that out. So it is beneficial. But, yeah. But you have to actually go out and look at it and, and yeah. do that. And it's it's not always it's not always the case, even in my, my stance. Like, uh, I do know there's a lot of shows coming up. Like I said, I, I like to click interested on most of them just so they'll show up in my feed. But yeah. But even then, we were at a show not too long ago. It's like, how do you figure out how many people are coming to your show? And it's like, all right. So if you have like 50 people that say they're going and 100 people say they're interested, what you do is that 50 people that are going, you find out how many bands are on the show. Let's say there's four. All right. You can just assume there's four persons per band. So then you multiply that four by four. That's 16. So you delete that because those are the 16 people that are in the bands that said they're going. Yeah. Uh, assume they all have a significant other. Uh, most of them do. So like, let's just delete like another 16 off there. So that's 32 gone out of the 50 that said they were going. Yeah. And so now a couple now, stragglers per each band. You got eight more. <laughs> yep. You got like 10 fans yeah. showing up. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, but then what do you do about those 100s? Okay. So that 100s, uh, you, what you would do is you divide that number by two, you would add 15 and then you'd multiply it by zero because none of those interested care. You know, like, <laughs> you know, we were talking about that at a show, just laughing our balls off. It was so funny, but like, Dude, and the craziest part about that show is tons of people came and it was packed and uh, some of those intersteds came, you know. So you Hell can't yeah. you can't always discount them. Yeah. Well, and then again, I mean, getting back to the flyers, there's people that just don't do social media at all. You know, they don't do the Facebook or mm -hmm. Twitter or any of that shit. You know, which um, it's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, there's those people. Yeah, and a lot of them do enjoy the live music. So yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not going to point fingers at people, but, like, Jeremy Ober always had a weird stance about Brutal Republic where he would post stuff on uh, his Reverb Nation page, and it would make these auto posts over to Facebook, and he would share those. And I was like, I love the way this looks. And he's just like, oh, it's just the easiest way to do it, you know? And I was oh, like, yeah. but at least you're out there doing it. You know, there's some people that don't even do that. And like I said, I'm not going to point fingers at anybody over this band needs to do more promoting because maybe they do, maybe they don't, whatever. It's not my band. But it's a lot of work, though, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a... Doing all that work is literally digital flyer hanging, and it's just it takes just as much time as it would to drive around town and, and go into places and yeah. thumbtack stuff onto onto flyers. But the you know, I will have to say though, I see Jeremy Fly Jeremy Ober flyers everywhere, and I always notice them because it's got like the coolest picture of Jeremy on the front. And it's just like Brutal Republic's going to be here, and you're like, sweet, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. So it's, it is a nice reminder to go into like uh, you know the Casey's by the college or wherever. I've seen them in Humboldt before at gas stations and stuff, so. Uh, and the flyer thing doesn't have to be super, super ridiculous. You don't have to create like a brand new flyer with all new graphics for every single show to get that in depth. Like I've seen some people hang in flyers where they, where they will have like a picture of the band and it has their logo on it. Like, uh, let's just, I'll just pick three finger Betty. It has like three finger Betty live. And then down below there's a white box and they just, yeah. hand, they hand right in there. We're going to be here on this date yeah. at this time. So you have one flyer for every show, and all you have to do is, like, when you have a new show come out, just write it in there and go hang it up somewhere. Yeah, see, that would, yeah. And that's, I'm sure that's a lot easier. Uh, but making the flyers used to be, like, I mean, it, 
it, it still is an art form, I think, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, before like social media and computers, you look at like 20 years ago. Um, I mean, like just hand making them, you oh, know, like God. collage. You'd need like a lot of times it was all right, you know, like who's an artist who can actually like make this look cool, yep. who can do something original for each one, you know. Collage shit was always like I always thought it was just fucking neat as hell, uh-huh. you know, and the actually hand making the flyers I thought was. I thought it was awesome. I don't know why that just passed my mind. Like, I don't, I just, I was one of those people that automatically assumed computers and graphic designs always been there. You know, I didn't even think about like, yeah, somebody had to write this and like make it all by hand. Oh, yeah. And then they had to copy it and print it, you know, and the whole thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Doing like the, (laughs) doing like the ransom note lettering and shit where you're cutting, cutting magazine letters out and photocopying. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know why that just passed my mind. Like, that was. Dude, that's crazy, because I did actually interview somebody at the uh, Two Broke for the Arts Festival fest down in Des Moines not too long ago, and they, they hand-did some uh, flyers for some shows up in the Minneapolis area, and they, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I, I, don't, I think that was the first time I'd ever seen that was once playing a show in Minneapolis, and there was a hand, handmade flyer. I think I'd be better at that than actually doing it on the computer, because I don't know like any of the fucking like Illustrator app or anything, like yeah. Photoshop. I'm not proficient in that. No, you know? no, no. I, I can... Mean, I can do some of it, but no, I can't make it look fancy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more. I'm, I'm an audio guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you can slice and dice audio every every which way you want to. Like, yeah. Did, did you like do all this? Like, uh, do you do? Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, this is gonna be crazy. So I do a lot of my like compressing and things like that on a digital level. Not so much like right now. I got a, a portable recorder with like nothing. Yeah. Attached yeah. onto it. So when I put it on a computer, I've got to do all this compressing and et, et cetera, digitally, limiting, all that nonsense. Oh, yeah. So do you have like physical stuff that you use or would you rather use software for this? And what's like the benefit of that? Well, it's all it's all software that I use, basically. Um, and each studio, like we got different studios here. So uh, like if I'm producing something for later, um, uh-huh. Each mic has a different sound, so it's just like kind of slightly tweaking on each one, you know, yep. where I'm gonna, you know, how I'm going to do it. But say like I'm if I'm in this one here where it's you know we're in the KZLB studio, and there's uh, processors actually on the mic. Uh-huh. So it like I mean if I do if I process digitally, it's gonna be like overdone. Yes. You know? Yep. So it's. It's all just kind of going by ear, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it was I was kind of self-taught on it. Yeah. Like I mean, I went to school for it, but we were pretty much just you know, okay, here you go. Here is the program. Mess around with it. You yeah. know, figure it out. Like a lot, a lot of it comes down to that, though. I've found in like audio because you go online, it's like, how do I do this? And there's 48 different people saying 47 different ways to yeah, do it. You know, yeah. and you just got to figure out what way works best for you, what sounds best for you, mm-hmm. and um, you know, every voice is different. Uh, yeah, and I mean, as far as like, like I, I don't want to get into like music production really yeah. or anything because that's just so many more levels. Oh like, yeah, that you're worrying about, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bringing a band in to play live during the regional rock hour. I love that. I mean, I, yeah. and it's, you know, being, being live, it's a lot easier than say, you know, like you're recording an album mm-hmm. because if there's a slight sound off, you know, people, eh, well, it's live, Yep. you know, yep. but if you're, if you put out an album like that and a lot of times, even like the music that we play on the show, like I'm, you know, I just urge people like, okay, give it to me when you're ready, you yep. know, like, um, 
Like, I mean, I, I can't have, like, the, you know, demo shit with, like, where you hear a fucking huzz, uh, you know, like a hum in the background yep, or yep, something, yep. you know. Um, but when you're when you're live, so long as you can hear everything well, um, I've got a decent enough ear to where I can do a decent mix yep. for live. Yep. And it's it's usually worked out pretty well. But Yeah. I mean, as, as far as I can tell, every time I've listened to your show, it sounds top notch, like absolutely as professional as it gets. You know, and it's one of the craziest things to think that, like, it's not like you guys don't have the money, technology, et cetera, with, like, the blanketed company kind of owning all the radio stations here. But it's just kind of mind-blowing to be like, there's a show that's this well-produced coming out of Fort Dodge, supporting musicians around the area, and not just this area, but beyond. Like I said, I've sent people from, like, the Iowa City area, like, I told him like, hey, send your stuff to Mason. He's he's he'll do you justice, you know. And, and you do. It's 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 such a a godsend for the area around here. It's it's so great to have you, uh, especially to have the big blowhorn of like uh, the radio stations. Like radio's uh, a quote unquote dying art form. But if you go into any business, they're playing the radio. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. So it's not a dying art form, you know. Like and you, I've heard ads during the day for like, oh, you know, Mason's gonna have the regional rock hour tonight, you know. And it's just like. Oh yeah, it's tonight, you know. And even if I don't get it tonight, I can go on your website and check it out the next day, yeah. you know. So yeah. or maybe not the next day, but the day after. Yeah, I usually on- I usually put it up like the week the week after. I used to put the full shows up, um, and then I kind of didn't want to get into like, you know, like copywriting. I didn't really think it was necessarily fair for the bands if like all their music is there for free, like yep. online at any time. Yep. So then it was more like the you know posting their links to like okay, this is this band, you can go find them. Yep. And it would be more on, like, focusing on who was actually coming into the studio and doing the interviews or calling in for interviews yeah. and, you know, yeah, spotlighting that instead of just the, well, it was a... Cause I don't have a guest every week. Yep. Um, it's just, it's you know, with doing everything else, um, and I'm not to a point where I'm getting, you know, like, people clamoring to come in on the show. Like, mm-hmm. You know, um I mean, a lot of people know about it, but I've been doing it now a couple of years. So a lot of the local people I've had through here, yep. you know, I mean, that's why we'll get, you know, Ober's been in half a dozen times. Uh, uh, Clint Riedel yep. from the Ramblers. Um, he's he's still allowed. But, yeah, I think we'll need to we'll need to we'll need to work on that. Uh, the, the sensor sensor button. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I've had quite a few repeat guests, but, um, and a lot of times too, it's just, you know, hey, it's, you know, people want to hear the music. So I'll yeah. just play the music, talk about where they're, you know, where they're going to, where you can catch them live, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, you do a really good job of that, like, uh, correlating, not just bringing somebody on, but being like, they're also going to be playing either this weekend or, or next week on Tuesday at this place in Fort Dodge. So if you're listening to this, you can go check them out, you know? Yeah. The benefit of that also, though, is like a lot of the musicians around here are so busy, they're playing shows like at least once a week or every other week or something like that. Yeah. So you, you got something to promote, you know, to tie it all in with. I also kind of dig the fact that you said you like to talk more so about like the person that came in and not necessarily like all about the band, you know, because you got to bug this person about like what they're kind of doing too, you know, like uh, don't don't put like all of the band's music online and everything like that. I I do like your take about what you're going to put online and where you're going to put it, because I've, I've had an issue with like so many people tell me uh, if you interview a musician, play one of their songs at the end and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but then like. I don't. I just feel like it's weird. Like, not only am I going to have to maybe deal with some copyright issues, yeah, uh, but at the same time, like, 
Uh, are you just going to listen to this once and then never go find their stuff? Or, or you know, when do I put, do I put it at the end or in the middle? Or, you know, I, I don't know. But you've done a really good job of being able to, like, split the interview apart in segments that sound really, really good and then play music and then bring them back in and be like, all right, we were talking about this. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, do you think that just came with experience or just like uh, guessing and testing on the show? Or did you have this like all in mind to kind of do this from the beginning? It started It started a little different. Um, our, our normal, like during a normal hour, uh, there's three commercial breaks. I thought that was too much, so I cut it down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just, you know, first couple months, I think I got it figured out, like how I wanted to actually format it. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, there's times I have to switch it up because... Uh, you know, if a band's playing at seven o'clock, you know, and they can't necessarily be here, you know, all the way till six. Yep. You know, so it's it's all just kind of playing it by ear. But just having the you know having the two commercial breaks normally mm-hmm. um, helps out a lot, and just yeah, helps split things up a little yeah. bit. You know. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's one thing I've, I thought about. Like with that, is like you have the added benefit of being able to be like, all right, let's talk a little bit. All right, let's throw some music on. You know pop the earphones off and then we'll yeah. talk a little bit while the music's playing and then we have we'll create some new ammo for when we come back you know whereas what i'm doing is i go into a lot of these uh decently blind i guess like i, I try my best i've done before i've done like all this research and come in and i was like i want to talk about all this stuff and it just sounds really fabricated and stuff like that like i want to talk about this thing tell me about it and they're like oh here's what i have to tell about this and it's like all right now tell me about this you know and you don't really yeah. dig into having a conversation with somebody so that's like I thought about that with this is like, is this more difficult than what you're doing or is it really just adjacent to what you're doing? Or is it like, cause like I didn't want to do exactly what you were doing. That yeah. was, that was my big thing. Cause it's you and I are only like 20 miles apart. Granted mine's on the internet and yours is on the radio, but you can find yours on the internet too. Sure, uh, yeah. Regional rock hours is all over the internet. I will post links to that in the description section of this podcast for sure. Awesome. But uh, it's it's one of those things where I didn't want to copy what you were doing. So that's one reason I left music off initially. That's another reason I kind of tried to just be like, I want to have a one-on-one conversation with one person about what they're doing, whether it be this band, this band, this band. You know. So then you don't have to worry about just be like, I only want to bring in, uh, you know, so and so, I don't even bring in like John Waugh, and we're only going to talk about three finger Betty stuff and no shit kicker stuff ever, you know. And it's like, you know, like just bring in John and let him talk about whatever he wants, whether it be like I started playing music at this age, or like this was my favorite band, so I picked up a guitar, or like I was in these 47 bands, or whatever. You know, like I try to just leave it free form, kind of like this, where I was just like, well, let's just talk a little bit about the regional rock hour, and we'll talk about the handsome devils a little bit too. And that was pretty much all we had set up when we came yeah. in to talk oh, yeah. about this. Yeah. And we've already covered 50 minutes. Well, damn. Yeah. It just, it's, it's mind-blowing how fast it goes by. But at the same time, like, well, it's all happening. You're like, oh, gosh, I've got four minutes down. And then you're like, all right, I've got 12 minutes down. And like, do you ever sit and think about that kind of stuff with this? Or is it one of those things that with experience, it all just kind of gets easier and easier no matter who's in here with you? Well, doing just a straight interview, just talking, um, definitely a lot harder. You know, when I have the time to break up, if there's a lull in the conversation, it's, you know, okay, good. Like, we'll get out of it. Because, I mean... And then there's times where, like, we'll go too long, you know. I think, uh-huh. like, you were in here. I mean, shit. Well, we're, like, <laughs> there was a couple like ten minute breaks, you know. We yeah. just got to got to rambling, and I mean, it was good. It was it was all interesting content, but mm-hmm. uh, didn't quite fit the format. Nope. But then again, with being a flexible format, it's like, well, okay, so it's one or two songs less that you'll hear this hour, yep, yep, you know. Yeah. Um, but as far as like just doing the the straight long interviews. Uh, the the more I go, the better it's been. Um, one thing, 
I will say, you know, like uh, I've, I've I've had the chance to interview some some sort of famous people, mm-hmm. and my very first one was Mickey Dolenz, okay, of the Monkees. Oh, c- cool. Yeah, yeah. I was I was nervous as shit about it. You yeah. Know? I mean, like it's it's the Monkees, like you know. Um, I I kept I kept fucking around. I was like, uh, I'm gonna ask him what he's been up to since the Beatles. Yeah. And I was so fucking nervous that when I actually did the interview, I asked him what he'd been up to since the Beatles. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I, I, I wasn't in the Beatles. Um, <laughs> Oops. Oh yeah, oh, that's gosh. that's right, Mickey. You weren't okay. Oh. You know, um, and it, they get e- they get easier each time. Yeah. Uh, you know, he ended up like I ended up talking to him about a half hour after that. Still, you know, what I mean, like just super super nice guy really yeah. cool guy uh and you know uh lita ford was a pretty decent interview oh cool um, i didn't know you interviewed her yeah yeah Dude, that's awesome yeah fairly recently scott stapp from creed oh no know? way yeah that was just like just like a month and a half ago dude like is that, that on, is that online somewhere yeah yeah that's yeah. on your regional rock hour page it's uh your dodge.com slash mason's interviews oh cool um, yeah all the all the regional rock hour stuff and all the interviews I do for that, like you know, Mickey Dolan's was because I do uh, I do mornings on like an oldies station, one hundred five nine The Beach. Okay, yeah, yep. So yeah, that's that's when I ended up talking to him, um, or that's one reason why I talked to him. He was he was coming doing like an autograph signing. It was like a, the miniature Comic Con that they're well, Wizard Con that they were uh-huh. bringing through Des Moines. Yep. You know, yep. since since he was there, I had the opportunity to do it, and it's like opportunity jumps up. It was always like, all right, you know, this is gonna suck. You know, like some of my first interviews were uh, promoting Blues Under the Trees. Yep. And they're blues artists that you know probably don't do a whole lot of interviews either. Mm-hmm. And me being fresh, they all fucking sucked. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I totally get you, man. They're they're all shitters. Uh, you know, Vicky Price, great great musician and a, a very nice lady because I was a shitty interviewer and she you know took it in stride. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. There's just a few that. Yeah, it just didn't always work out, mm-hmm. you know. But the more I do it, the better I get. Yeah, you know? and I, that's. I mean, that's that's fucking everything, though, you know. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how you start to gain like little bits of confidence for doing that stuff. Like the first interview I did was with like one of my friends that uh, I'd kind of talked to about the idea of doing this, and and we were so green on it that that interview has like really low audio quality, and we're just kind of like, uh, so what about this? And we just don't really like. I don't really know what I'm doing, and he doesn't really know what I'm doing either. But like. The next one was with a good buddy of mine, and we ended up uh, just hem-hawing about playing guitar all the time. So that one was pretty good. And I was, I was like, man, maybe I need to lean on some people on these first couple to kind of oh, figure yeah. what I'm doing. Get, yeah, get the format down, get you know, used to it. Yep. And it's like, all right, I got to bring in people that I know can like handle this. So it was just like, uh, Jeff Blummel, you're in. You know? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, Jeff's like, I, I could listen to that guy talk all day long. You know, I got to bring him back on another interview sometime. But it's just, it's just crazy to, to think that like uh, you've been doing this for how many years? Two and a half, three, four? Four, uh, yeah, regional was, rock hour. Yeah, regional rock hour started uh, just about just over two years now. Um, Dang, it was beginning of April, beginning of April, twenty seventeen. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. You know, I bet to like. I'm gonna ask you this: Does it seem like time has flown by since then? Because like. To me, sometimes it's like, I don't know if I'll be able to get an interview in this week or not. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, I've got like four in the can and I'm waiting 
to get them all yeah. you know, set out there. And Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's time. I mean, there's times like, okay, like, all right, I don't have anybody lined up, like, at all. And then there's times where, like, oh, no, we got to push back a couple more weeks because I got people, yep. you know. Yep. Like, a lot of times I'll book out, you know, a few weeks. I try to get it as far out as possible. Um, and then there's the occasional, you know, like, I mean, it's Friday nights at 5. Um, yep. yep. Almost always live. But, you know, I mean, like summertime and, you know, I go to a lot of concerts and shit. Yep. So it's hard to do it live every time. There's a lot of bands that are flexible and will come in and record. And uh -huh. that's very helpful as well. But, yeah. Um, fuck, what was the question? I don't, even, I don't even remember, man. This is That's the best part about this is you just kind of keep talking. And I don't know. That's one of the things I think I found as an interviewer is like when I ask a question, the person answers it, then I give my two cents in. And if I forget where I'm going with it, I just ask another question at the end of it. And yeah, that's it's like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but maybe this person has a, an opinion on what I just said. So oh, it's yeah, just, you no, know, I, I pivot all the time too. you know, I, it, I'll tell you, it's weird being on this side of it. I bet it is. Oh, gosh, um, I bet. I've never I've never done it. So you yeah. never you never had anybody interview you about what you're doing. No, not not like not in this format no oh gosh yeah that, and that's crazy because like i don't not without being in handcuffs <laughs> getting, my, getting my getting my face slammed into a table or something you know you know that's crazy because like up here you do so much work for so many musicians and i i don't know any better way to say thank you for that than bringing you on the interview and talking about what you do and that you know thank you very much for doing this and to be honest you did this for me a handful of months back when i was graduating i was central i had dipped that guitar and made it we talked about that we talked about the bands i'm in we talked a little bit about the podcast it was that was when i was on here last and it's just uh, on uh, the regional rock hour with you last and it was you know that's one of those things where i just i couldn't believe i was so thankful that you did that for me i couldn't believe that you know like you were gonna go out there and just talk to me about all these things i had going on and i i want to you know, and I know we've been trying to get line this up a little bit, but summer's busy, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, after, you know, after a while, it's just like, oh man, what's Mason up to? I haven't talked to him in like a month, you know. So it's just like, I'll bug him quick here. And he's like, let's do an interview. And it's like, all right, let's do this, you know. And it's it's weird how, like, you know, we and I were talking, I try and schedule stuff out, but sometimes it's like, it won't work. So I'll do, just do three this week. And I have to tell this person, like, yours isn't going to come out for like three weeks. So we have to kind of like imagine you know, talk vaguely about the past, like, oh, yeah. you know, like this happened, you know, like I saw Jay Clyde band like maybe two weeks ago and here I am saying, it's like, oh, this was a few weeks back, you know, so I got, you just, cause this is going to come out on Thursday and then you gotta like do all this math in your head. And some <laughs> people like don't want to do that. And some people, how about that? Have you ever done that with interviews where you kind of try and talk people into going that route with things or do you just try and steer them around it without? If it's, yeah, I mean, cause if it's a phone, if it's a phone interview or say uh, it's a pre-recorded, um, you know, like they're playing a show Saturday night, it's going to air Friday, you know, like I'll straight up tell them like, all right, pretend it's Friday. Like yep. uh, I'm going to say, Hey, the show's tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, the show's tomorrow. Yep. Like, I mean, that's just how you got to go with it. And most of the time, most of the time it works. Uh, there's always slips, yeah. you know, like, yeah, come see you Saturday. Come yeah. see you Saturday. And it's, yep, tomorrow. Yep. All right, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like, yeah. okay, uh, don't, I, yeah. don't oversell it now, yeah, asshole. I, yeah, I, I fixed it, and now you're ruining it again, yeah. you know. <laughs> I totally get that, though, because it does, it does kind of feel weird. Like, if it comes out on a Friday, it's pre-recorded, and they're like, Saturday, we got a show. Come out Saturday, and it's like. Yeah. this saturday or next saturday yeah and that's you know? and that's always have like and that's that's happened more with um you know like the bigger acts like yeah scott stapp and uh the guy from mess like scott stapp his interview i think i talked to him well i didn't try to i didn't really try to that one i didn't try to like 
pass off as live or anything uh-huh. because it was all right. Hey, I talked to him. Uh, you'll hear it in pieces because it was like a you know twenty minute interview, mm-hmm. and it was you know two minutes at a time on air over over like a week. Oh, you know? cool! Yeah, that's how I did that, and then I just put the full thing up online. And oh, hey, if you want to hear more of that, here's where you go. Yep, you know, yeah, cross promote that. That's but, smart. That's really smart. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it really all depends. I mean, there's times where I'll I'm upfront about it, like, hey, this is recorded. You yeah, know, but for the most part, it's yeah you, you gotta portray the image of being live. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's it's so tough. Like I've I've run into that issue. Like, do I do that on a podcast? Do because like sometimes they in a podcast they'll straight up tell you like, oh, two weeks ago I sat down with this person, we talked about this. Here's the interview. Yeah, you know, or other times it's because uh, I don't know this isn't live for anybody. That's don't be shocked that this isn't live because you're listening to it on demand. <laughs> you know, but it's like it's one of those types of deals where I just, I was always kind of weirded out by like, where do I draw the line as to exactly when this is recorded or how do I talk about like, is this live or, you know, tomorrow I'm doing this, but I try and fold it in there the best I can. If, if I can, it's like, if you're listening to this, the day it came out, then today I have a show. But if you're listening to it on the weekend that this comes out, you missed it. It's too bad. You know, yeah. I, I had a show last Thursday then, if, you know, so you kind of promote stuff in that fashion, I guess. Uh, it tries, I'm trying to find a way to help pe- keep people current on these. Uh, do you do any, like, do you have any way to view analytics on what you're doing? Like if, like how many people have listened on your website to the interview or whatever? Um, or no, they, no, no. Uh, well we have, uh, I, I guess I'm not part of those anal, like I don't get results to those. Oh yeah. Like our web guy might, but yeah, like when it's, you know, overall like page views. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's. So I mean, it's seven different stations that are on there. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the more active jocks actually on on the website. Uh-huh. Um, like as far as like putting content on there, uh, you know, like well, our news director and our web guy. But like as far as you know, I mean, regional rock hour and shit. You know, yeah. And, like the interviews. Um, every now and then there will be like like a special. You know, like somebody will do something. Uh, Jay Thomas, he's on Mix ninety four point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll do he'll do like features, like you know if he, uh, well he, actually he was just at um, earlier this summer he was at, uh, Wow Women of Wrestling. Dude, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, That's like, awesome. So like he'll you know he did a bunch of interviews there. Um, so like coming up soon like he'll have a big you know like bunch of interviews and photos and mm-hmm. just like a spot on the website where yeah. you know it'll be there. And then after a while, it'll, I mean, like, it'll still be on there, but it won't be, like, you know, upfront and prominent, yeah. you know, like, after, you know, a certain amount of time or uh-huh. whatever. But, yeah, dude, I'd, I'd seen him at a wrestling show a while back, and I was just like, I know you, and he's he's like, what? And I was like, no, I know who you are, like, you used to be on the radio <laughs> near me, and all this other stuff, and he's just like, okay. You know, like, he didn't, oh, yeah, he didn't yeah. know me from the man on the moon, and here I am bugging him, you know? So, <laughs> that is kind of funny, though. Dude, that's super cool, that... Uh, yeah, yeah, and that was that was kind of one of those opportunities that um, you know every now and then we're they they just kind of fall in our lap. And this was he had the opportunity. They're like, hey, you want to come to Los Angeles and you know cover this? Mm-hmm. And I think like when the show comes out, he said, uh, you know, well you'll you'll see me actually in the crowd, you know, because uh-huh. they set him down in the crowd, like you know, so they're watching the matches and oh, that's cool and all that stuff. And then uh, and then it's like between matches and shit is when he was doing the interviewing. So, uh huh. Yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of a lot of stuff that comes up that we get a chance to do, and that one just lucked out for him. So, all right, I got one more question for you because we've uh, we've eclipsed an hour, and if there's anything else you want to talk about, we will. But 
Have you ever thought about trying to find a way to put the regional rock hour in a podcast format so that way you can let anybody listen to it anytime with like the podcast form? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I've on my computer, I've been to see the regional rock hour page on uh, your4dodge.com. Yeah. But on my phone, it's inconvenient. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm trying to think of. Everyone's got a phone in their pocket anyways. Is there any way to make that so easy to listen to that you can't avoid it? Yeah. Um, actually, no, that's that's a good, I, that's a good idea. Um, it's something that, you know, uh, corporate kind of, uh, the alpha media has been um, really wanting us to do more of that. And like... Uh-huh. Uh, just like a couple months ago, um, one of the bosses asked, hey, if anybody is doing a podcast, uh, you know, Alpha would like to know about it, you know, like, uh-huh. or, or is anybody planning on starting a podcast or anything like that? Yeah. So I think the resources are there. It's just I've been doing it like this so long now. It's, you know, like going through the change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll take a little time, but um, no, I actually – probably wouldn't be that much harder dude um, I, w- I would love to have you as a peer like on a podcast platform so people would listen to like what you have to say and what i have to say and like this real easy carry around in your phone stream it from you know oh, in your car kind of deal you know like itunes and or the, everything yeah, the, and not only that but like it's it's not a super foreign thing i've had people from some radio stations bug me about hey, if I want to start a podcast, how do I do this? What's the easiest way to go about it? What kind of technology are you using? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, if you got the audio files, all you got to do is just pay somewhere to RSS feed it to everywhere. And then you just tell, you go to Apple and you're like, hey, I've got a podcast. Here it is. Here's the website. And they're like, okay, give us like a week to look it over and we'll we'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, yeah. And then you just go to the next website and you do it there. Usually if Apple picks it up, a whole bunch of other places will just pick it up automatically. Yeah. So you can literally, with like, one fail swoop just be like hey apple i've got this podcast it's hosted over here and they're like all right we got it and then all these other websites are just like hey apple's got it we need it too yeah see i'd have to go through uh i would have to go through like a corporate type you know since i'm since everything i do is here yep i don't know if they technically like i mean well actually alpha media probably technically owns the regional rock hour yeah yeah um you know just because i'm on the clock when i do it you yep. know it's yep, totally makes sense it's you know it's part of my job yep. so um, like, I don't think I could person. well, I probably could, I'd have to change the name of it and then I wouldn't be able to promote it on radio. Yeah. But if I were to work with corporate, I'm sure that, yeah, something could dude, be. Dude, that handled. would be so killer. Like I know not, not just from my own experience, but I know from other people's experiences that, that, that they would go that route to listen to that gives you a whole nother avenue of people to listen to. There's like, like I said, there's internet networks out there for Iowa and, you know, oh, we got all these podcasts in Iowa, like uh, the Iowa Podcast Network, for example. Like I, I jumped in with them and there's about 15 other podcasts total that were on that for, you know, last I checked. And, you know, I'm sure they'd love to just throw you right in the mix with everybody else, you know. So oh, yeah. there's definitely ways to listen to it and uh, uh, or ways to put it out there for other people to listen to it in different forms. And it's not like I'm trying to tell you how to run your ship, you know. It's, no, it's, no, I, I I appreciate it, and, and I understand. You know, it's everything's more digital, and um, that has been kind of one of the general um, general complaints about our site is that it's not as mobile friendly as yeah. it should be. And so. and that was just like the hardest part about it was like if I'm out of radio range because I'm playing a show on Friday night, I can't listen to your show, and then I 
you know, I forget about it because of how inconvenient it is yeah. on the phone. And it's not like it, that stopped well, me from listening to it. It's, but. it's going, yeah, it's going to the actual site, and then you have to, um, you know, there's a streaming, there's a streaming link that, um, you know, like you can hear the radio station online from anywhere, anywhere. Yep. Yeah, uh, and it's about a minute lag from live, so I mean, it's basically live. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. But, um, yeah. No, it's. Yeah, the the site itself. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I, I mean, but that's the other thing, though, is I've built websites. It's so hard to build one and organize the information in a fashion that's easy to find, and then make it translate easy to a phone. You yeah, know, it's yeah. anybody that's doing any website work out there. Hats off to you, because I don't have the time to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so so we've encompassed an hour. We've talked about pretty much everything. Regional Rock Hour. We talked Handsome Devils. Yeah. Yep. So we've covered pretty much everything you got going on. You do more supporting for music around here than anybody I know. So I gotta say hats off to you for doing God's work, man. Well, no, I gotta I gotta give it to uh, Gina Bachelor, Crave Tattoo. Um, when I started this show, I knew that my bosses wouldn't get behind it unless I was bringing in a little bit of money. Uh huh. And it was so I basically found out what was the bare minimum that I had to get for this mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I found out, you know, they're like, okay, such and such, you know, a week or a month, you know, mm-hmm. perfect. Yep. Okay. You make it happen. Went, to, went to Gina, Gina completely open about it, said, you got it. And, uh, since she, um, since she was forced out of Patty's pub, yep. basically they, you know, running the business, um, going well for her, building got sold out from underneath of her. Yep. Um, she's that's when she used her other business to keep supporting the show yeah so oh yeah tattoo absolutely yeah no she uh she's been a she's been a huge godsend too and uh just i mean all the all the people we've had in here you know yeah you had some killers in here dude yeah all the all the guests that have come in um i mean fuck man i get a like i get live personal concerts all the time you know yeah yeah it's fucking awesome dude that's so cool yeah Dude, well, well, thanks for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you, you got sitting it, down man. with thanks me. Thanks for man. having me. Absolutely. What a great guy. Uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit in the podcast, but he's actually had me on the Regional Rock Hour, and it was it was tons of cool to actually be on his show, and now he's been on my show, so I feel like uh, all debts have been repaid. Karma, it's come full circle. You know, whatever you want to say, but... Uh, it was really, really great to sit down with Mason. He's a cool guy, uh, just really, you know, kind of chill about everything. And, you know, it was, it's also kind of funny because you just don't think you're doing a whole hour and then before you know it, it's all over with. And, and you know, most of my guests are just like, I don't know how I'm going to fill that. And, uh, you know, we fill it up really quick because we're already past an hour on this one. Uh, you know, I just want to say thanks to Mason for... Uh, getting me a nice spot in a vacant studio that they had uh, at 92.1 there for uh, about an hour and we got to sit down and talk to each other so a huge huge tip of the cap for that so thank thanks mason for joining me on the podcast and thanks for helping me out uh getting a little interview space set up i really appreciate it man uh you know what i also got to say thanks to couchtown coffee uh this week's code is regional this week's code is regional and that will save you 20 percent on your order uh, you know, it's regional because uh, Mason runs that regional rock hour. You know, it's a really cool show. If you haven't checked that show out, check it out in the description section down below. I will have a link uh, uh, to maybe maybe I'll put a whole pile of links down there, but I'll try and label them the best I can so you can figure out uh, where Mason's 
uh, DJ Facebook pages because that will keep you up to date on what's going on in the regional rock hour and beyond as well as I'll try to post the a listen link where you can go listen to all the regional rock hours but make sure you enter the code word regional while you're ordering your coffee this week from www.couchtowncoffee.com uh, August 15th through the 21st you can save 20% because Couchtown is that cool so make sure you think regional you enter the code word regional and uh, you drink some local coffee and start your day off local it's, it's one of my favorite things to do they're just uh, constantly constantly giving back so trying to do my part to help give back to them i really appreciate them sponsoring the podcast i uh, also want to mention that last week i played a couple shows with uh one with three finger petty and one with unity the show with unity was really good uh dark agenda played i i have played a show with them one other time and they are a really good band uh, from right here in iowa and then we opened up for nova rain and helium prime and if you haven't heard either one of those bands, I highly recommend checking them out if you like metal. So uh, they were really good bands. Uh, Three Finger Betty, we opened up for, let's see here, The Rumors and God Crutch. And uh, God Crutch and The Rumors knocked it out of the park. Had to leave a little bit early when The Rumors started playing. I you know, had to come back to town. That long drive back just kind of gets me every time. I don't know what the deal is. You know, uh, I did, did anybody see that video? that was posted uh in the last couple weeks about uh i mean it's kind of an older video but it resurfaced and it was a whole bunch of gibson guitars being run over by uh like a, a skid loader or some sort of a something on rails but yeah it was kind of crazy because they, they had i read an article about it and it said they were deemed unfit for public use and that's why gibson had them destroyed and I'm, I don't know too much about it, but if anybody wants to, you know, start a point of conversation with me about that, I would love to uh, interact with you online. Just shoot me a line and uh, maybe just drop something in the comment section down below on this episode or wherever you're listening and I'll, I'll bug you back about it because I thought that was kind of crazy and I, I didn't know like which guest to bring it up to and when and I didn't want to leave it too late to talk about it because, you know, the internet's kind of fast, fast moving information. And so I, I was just kind of like, yeah, when, when do I talk about this? And I guess now seemed like a good time, but it was kind of crazy to see the Gibson guitars getting destroyed. And I don't know. If you got a take on it, let me hear you. Uh, I mean, of course, I read all the Facebook comments um, saying pretty much that Gibson guitars were, you know, that's what they were worth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, or like, that's why Gibson's in the toilet because they make all these guitars and just wreck them. But uh, maybe I'll post a video uh on the facebook page about it after this episode comes out that's what i'll do that'll be something i'll do that's a little interactive i'll i'll post a video of it and uh just wait for it you know the next day and i'll I'll post a video with uh all the bulldozer running over all those they're gibson firebird x guitars but they were you know full of like electronics and all sorts of other goodies there's uh some articles i read i I read one on reverb.com that was talking about it yeah it's just kind of crazy so uh anyways maybe i'll show the uh Maybe I'll post that Reverb article with the video. But anyways, that's what I got going on. I just wanted to say thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you guys check out www.couchtowncoffee.com. And make sure you check out the Regional Rock Hour, because you will hear Three Finger Betty on there, as well as a plethora of other amazing bands from around the area. I haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. 
and uh, you know if you think I have my finger on the pulse you should check out Mason's show Uh, he seems to know all the people and have all the right questions to ask so check out his show it's on regionally but like I said you can check it out online there will be in the description section down below links to where you can listen to that online and make sure you check out Mason on Facebook because he will be talking about the regional rock hour on there um, pretty often so check it out it's a weekly show it's on Fridays uh yeah, I mean, there's, it's going to be in the description section. So I'm out of here. i got to go make some more coffee. Uh, apparently, I'm not thinking quite straight here at the end of the podcast. So I will check you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening. Peace.